All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 465. Jason Lindgren is with me and Clive DeCarl returns. We're going to do what we do with Clive. Uh, you know, there was a time in my life when I had been convinced that supplements and uh, vitamins just make really expensive pee. And I've since learned that that's not true. Quality supplements, quality vitamins make a huge difference. I don't think there's a day goes by when I don't take so many of the things Clive's offering the iodine, the fulvic minerals the selenium, the vitamin C, and above all, I never, ever, ever miss the magnesium. And of course, in that list, we got the Chlorofresh from uh, Fortune, which is also a daily thing that I do. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And a rather pleasant good morning. Welcome back, Clive. I'm guessing you've been here as much as anyone's been here. Thank you very much. Great pleasure to be back with you all. So how's it in the UK these days? Any signs of improvement? I'm putting my tongue in my cheek right now. Yes. Um, well, not really, uh, but it's been a nice weather for November. Uh, other than that, nothing too positive to report, but people are waking up. I mean, a couple of mainstream people are waking up now, or relatively mainstream, that there are some great encouraging signs, actually. Well, my old theory that if you can't get people upset about kicking a puppy because they've seen too many puppies kicked, you just fill a stadium with puppies seems to do what our friend, uh, the jowls of the wolf there, Fauci man, uh, seems to be dragging children in this to make it scarier. And he's back to saying that all the hospitals are overflowing with children now. It'll be interesting to see if we have reached the zero point where people are no no longer accepting that offer or whether we're going to see more nonsense. But let's jump in where we want to jump in. I think you want to open up with MSM sulfur. Well, yes, indeed. The purpose of sulfur, you might say, is to make glutathione. And if you ask people, well, what's the, the most powerful antioxidant out there? People might say, well, vitamin C would be the most powerful antioxidant. But the reality is, it's not an endogenous thing. It's one you make yourself. The liver makes glutathione. And glutathione is basically based on sulfur. One of the great things about sulfur is it carries oxygen around. So let's talk about both sulfur and glutathione because they're they're all one to, to a degree. So how can you make glutathione naturally in your body? Well, to do that, you want a very healthy liver. You want to have a decent diet all that sort of thing, and eat healthy foods from which glutathione can be created. Now, let's look at foods that contain uh, sulfur. Uh, They would be things like garlic, raw garlic, or the juice of a raw garlic perhaps mixed with honey is an amazing medicine, like a natural antibiotic. Onions also hugely valuable from a health perspective, full of sulfur. All the cruciferous vegetables, you know, kale or broccoli or whatever it is, full of sulfur. Then on the animal side, uh, liver has a lot of sulfur in it, red meat, uh, shellfish, and eggs. Eggs probably are, the, are a primary carrier of sulfur. And of course, like all um, minerals and to a degree vitamins, uh, often the People who are vegans 
are low on some of some of the nutrients because it's much harder to extract the nutrients from vegetables and grains than it is from meat products. But but that's not a problem because one can make up for that. Ginger is also another sulfur-rich material. I think everybody's aware of how powerful ginger is as a healing material. Well, what about it? What about asparagus, Clive? Is that a sulfur one? Is 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 that considered cruciferous, by the way? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Either. And uh, I don't think so. Um, it, but but I, I, it might have sulfur, but I don't know. Of course, a lot depends whether there's any sulfur in the soil in the first place, or has it been farmed out of existence? But um, so, uh, what? How can you create glutathione uh, all by yourself? Well, laughter has been shown to create glutathione, as have orgasms. So I can recommend these. Now, what sort of effects might one get from sulfur? Well, the reports are quite interesting. You know, while we're on the orgasm subject, um, women who have vaginal lubrication issues quite often find that uh, once they use sulfur, MSM sulfur, um, that is a problem that solves itself. And it can also be uh, help help with dry eyes, although uh, people with dry eyes are generally low on testosterone, sorry, low on progesterone. So women with dry eyes might want to use a progesterone supplement after researching it to make sure that you know what you're doing. And uh, some women uh, take a drop of progesterone cream and pop it on each eyelid to get uh, their tear flow back again. So back to sulfur specifically, sulfur sulfates things. So if you've got a metal, for instance, and you can create the sulfate of it, let's say you've got too much copper in your body, you want to get that out, uh, if you sulfate it, it becomes copper sulfate, and sulfates are water soluble, so you can just pee it out. So you might have mercury in your body, for instance. But if you could make that mercury water soluble with sulfur, then you could just pee it out. So it's very hard to get mercury out without some chelating agent to do it. Let's actually stop right there and talk about that for a minute. From my point of view, I, I am starting to have the intuition that uh, metals, particularly things like aluminum and mercury, are a huge, huge problem for this generation. So you talked about chelating. Now, in the past, if I'm not mistaken, you told us a good chelating herb was the Mexican one called cilantro. Is that right? That's part of a situation because you see that the liver has basically three detoxification sort of methods. And you want to make sure that all of them are working. You want to make sure your bowels are working properly because it's all well and good. Let's say you you use the cilantro and now you've got some of the mercury out of its cell, out of the cells of your body. Now you're putting it in the bloodstream. So you might temporarily feel worse unless you've got the material to take it to the next step. You've released it. How are you going to get it out? And where a collating agent comes in, like sulfur, is it can sort of grab toxins, make them water-soluble, and get them out of your body. So one thing to understand with sulfur is you want to take the right amount that gets the job done. Because if you take too little, again, like the cilantro, you can 
Now, move it out of the cells into the bloodstream. You feel worse, and it just goes back in again. So if you take MSM sulfur and you seem to feel worse, take more. just means you didn't take enough. You know, most people might think, oh, I'd feel awful. I must take too much. No, probably the other way around. So a normal dose might be, say, a teaspoonful twice a day, for example, in water. But in an emergency situation, you might want to take uh, a tablespoonful or even two tablespoonfuls three times a day. Yeah, so you can take lots of it. It's as, as safe as most things get. Obviously, you can take too much of anything. But uh, it's incredible for poisoning. And essentially, we're all toxically poisoned one way or another. We've all got these metals in us, particularly if we've been unlucky enough to have a metal filling or eating a lot of tuna or swordfish or being uh, near a coal-fired power station. You know, so many ways you can get mercury poisoned. And they say that plutonium is the most dangerous, then uranium is the next most dangerous metal. And some people say, well, mercury is the next. And, you know, one atom of mercury comes off when you brush your teeth if you've got a metal filling, and it floats around and kills the first cell it meets and is not, not made weaker by that. It goes on killing cell after cell after cell unless you get it out. So sulfur is incredibly important. So these are things that you provide. And typically we have a sponsored link, by the way, I, I guess I should mention, by the time this comes out, people were complaining on a cell phone that there was too much of a scroll on an audio page. So we've taken all the sponsored links where we've found the products like Clive's that are worthwhile and you can probably get a discount at, at least most of the time. That's on our new page now. So just know this. Clive, if you suspected or you knew that you had heavy metals, say it was anything from you knew you had mercury fillings that are, were messing you up, or you suspect you've got too much aluminum in you, these kinds of things. Step by step, what would you do to purge your body? And by the way, would coffee enemas come into it? Well, coffee enemas are something that I've heard about, but never used or particularly advised people to have. So uh, that's not my area of expertise. Okay, let's set that aside. So let's just say that you're aware that you want to purge your body as you can. What would you do step by step? How would you do to try to purge metals out of yourself? Okay, so let's say that somebody isn't having regular bowel movements. And a regular bowel movement should be at least once a day, at least perhaps uh, once after every meal if things are working really well. And you'd want the transit time to be quick. So you could test that by eating a whole load of beetroot and see how quickly it comes out the other end. You'd want the transit time to be 12 or 18 hours, something like that. It would be red. Is that why you're eating beetroot? Because you would see the red and know that it happened? Yeah, exactly. Or you could swallow some corn, you know, uh, and you'll, you'll see these things come out so they don't really get broken down well. But most people know if they're constipated one way or another. So the first thing is to make sure you're not constipated. So to do that, you could be using magnesium and you take enough magnesium over a day until your bowels are working smoothly. It should. You might need, as we've discussed on other shows, you might need up to 12 in a day conceivably for a very short time. But most people are constipated. They're just lacking magnesium. So to get your bowels working, that's a really good way. By the way, everybody, it works. I take magnesium daily. There is never a day when I'm not cleaning through as I should. Never. So if you wanted to make sure the liver's working properly, there are foods that are great for the liver. I mean, you know, cruciferous vegetables, the liver loves those, garlic, 
turmeric, um, beets, even mushrooms, avocados uh, are great for the liver. And if you're going to use any sort of oil, if it's not, let's say, coconut or a natural uh, animal type oil like butter, then extra virgin organic olive oil. Again, fantastic for cleaning out the liver. But one of the best from a herbal perspective is to get milk thistle seeds, milk thistle, and make tea with them. It tastes quite nice. It's not not unpleasant. And um, milk thistle is sort of, at least in the UK, the, the sort of number one herb you might go to for a good liver cleanse. But then there's the thing to remember that the gallbladder and the kidneys and the liver really are all one unit. So um, you know, if you've got a gallbladder problem or a kidney problem, before you detox, you might want to just take a couple more steps down that road. But from the, the position of what to do to detox, vitamin C is fantastic for detoxification uh, of not just metals, but poisons in general. And actually, most of the things we're going to be talking about really do often work quite right across the board. But there are specific ones uh, for aluminum poisoning, uh, silica is a material to research, or silica-rich water. So that's specific for aluminum, but nevertheless, vitamin C and the others will probably affect it as well. The best one for mercury by far is selenium. Selenium uh, really is the number one to get rid of mercury poisoning. So I can add something here. I take the selenium daily. When I first started taking it, by the way, I was taking it improperly. Uh, because I was getting it too close to my iodine. And what Clive said about the iodine and the pasho, it's true. One day I went to open my iodine, spilled it on the counter, which was wood, spilled it on my shirt. You know what I did? I took his vitamin C powder, mixed it, poured it on, and it went away. The stains were gone. And you know, but the point is, is the selenium, when I started taking it, it's got a peculiar flavor. I don't know whether it's the selenium or the tongue oil or whatever it's in. At first it bothered me. I, it doesn't bother me in the least. Now it's just one of those things that you take. And of the things that I take, if I'm feeling a bit down the iodine and fulvic, which I take close together and later the selenium, these are things that tend to give me a boost Clive. And there's rarely a day when I don't do these. Well, yes. Now the other day I decided that I'd reduce my red wine habit. And so I just did what I'm telling everybody else to do. And I took, I didn't count them, but something like, I don't know, eight drops of the selenium uh, for about three days. And immediately I didn't feel like the glass of wine anymore. I mean, it was just, um, mm. you know, I've tried the selenium before and not wanted to give up wine. That's because I didn't want to. But having decided, well, I don't want to give up anything, actually. I, I like enjoying myself, but I, want, I wanted to be in, back in control and not feel I've got to drink a glass of wine every single evening. And it was so easy with the selenium, so easy. I mean, you you know, as dosages go with selenium, the one that I do, which is liquid, um, you only need one drop every two or three days to get the RDA. But if you take, let's say, up to 10 drops, I mean, some people are taking 20, just for one, two or three days, not more, uh, people can come right off substances so often with great ease. I mean, incredible. It's selenium is just so important. And I would say so many get people get a good reaction from it that I think almost everybody is low on it. I think it's one of the big three. But the interesting thing you mentioned about the taste, I noticed the same. 
I thought selenium was one of the nastiest tasting of all the supplements that I've tried. Me too, but I love it now. Well, I found the same with with iodine when I first got used to it, that I hated the taste. I found the same with amino acids, but now they're almost tasteless to me. They hardly taste of anything. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. And I've been wondering, well, why is, why is this? Because quite often when you're low on a mineral, it tastes sweet to you because it's your body's way of telling you you need it. And if it tastes really bitter and nasty, that can be the body's way of saying you've got too much. However, I think it is that you take in these weird things that the body's never experienced before, and the body goes, oh, watch out, this, this could be bad. And it tastes awful to you like as a warning then I, I think, I'm just theorizing, that maybe the body says, actually, I quite like this. I quite like this. And it tastes better and better and better as you, at a core level, your body, it dictates to you, actually, it's okay. I, I feel the same way. I At first, if I, like when I was taking a few more drops and a few more drops of the iodine, there's a point at between eight and 10 drops where, you know, depending on how much water you've put it in, yeah, it can be, it's not offensive, but in a weird way it is. But now my body just kind of wants it and I don't have that reaction at all. And what I noticed, and people shouldn't do this, is I took the selenium oil into my mouth and I hated it so much, I would chase it with the iodine, which you shouldn't do, but it turns into a smoky flavor. It's really strange. But point is, is yeah, they used to bother me. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it was enough to be noticeable. I don't have that anymore. My body feels like it wants it now. Are you not supposed to mix these things? Like you shouldn't take them together? It's really iodine that's the one to watch out for because it's so reactive. So if you take it with vitamin C, you know, it can neutralize it. And iodine is so reactive. It's just best to take it by itself, you know, even if it's only by 15 minutes or half an hour or something. But and vitamin C is also affected by fulvic minerals, for instance. You stir fulvic minerals into vitamin C and it'll can sometimes go a weird color. So again, if you have time, you could take fulvic minerals se- separately. But I like to try and put some, if I'm just drinking a glass of water, I mean, right now I've got a big glass of water in front of me and I put a big squirt of fulvic minerals, probably on the 10 or 15 drops, but it's it, it's uh, almost a pint or something. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I do. I do the same thing. Because the thing about water is, you pour it down your throat, uh, is that hydrating you? Not necessarily. You're pouring water in and you may be irrigating yourself, but it only hydrates you if it can actually get in uh, to the cells. So by putting a pinch of Celtic salt or a drop or two of fulvic minerals in the water, uh, it's capable of driving the water into the cells and truly hydrating you. And in the process, as the fulvic minerals go into the cells, they detoxify and pull the toxins out. I think it was um, uh, David Wolf, who I know you've had on the show, who said that fulvic minerals were the most powerful detoxifier that he knew at that time. Um, that was a while ago, ago, but it may still be true. It, it's incredible. But, you know. So um, taking us back to sulfur, then... Um, I would suggest that anybody who's got scar tissue, maybe they've had an operation, they've got fibroids, um, you know, any buildup of scar tissue, sulfur is capable of dissolving. It has to be like so many of these supplements, it has to be a good quality one. You know, buy, buy a cheap one, it may or may not work. 
but good quality sulfur has changed people's lives. I mean, there have been people who are spelt with a K, K, K A N C E R, cancer, uh, people who have used MSM as their primary uh, way of dealing with cancer and come out alive at, at the end of it when they were told they, they weren't allowed to. What, what do you mean by MSM? What does that stand for? Uh, it's monosulfonomethane. And Amanda Volmer talks about DMSO. And you know, DMSO is like the liquid form of sulfur, you might say. Uh, then if you dry that out, you basically, you know, I'm not a chemist, uh, you basically get to monosulfonomethane, which is stands for MSM, not to be confused with mainstream media. And one's safe, one's deadly, I would suggest. So it's made, well, it used to be made from the, as, a, as a waste product from the paper industry, you know, from trees. Now, I believe that it's all made in a lab rather than using the tree as the basic substance. But I'm not sure. They may still use the tree, but I know it's changed uh, over the decades. But luckily, it, it works when it's the good stuff. And um, I was very lucky. I got taught how to tell, you know, under a microscope and so on, how to tell the good stuff from the bad. And um, so scar, you know, scar tissue, shingles, right? A lot of people have problems with shingles. And vitamin C, MSM sulfur, maybe vitamin D if you're winter and you're low on it, uh, can usually do a really good job at reversing shingles. And at the same time, most people have shingles, they have pain. So along with magnesium, uh, MSM sulfur can drastically reduce pain. So if it's the first time you're trying it and you take it as a powder, uh, I have it as capsules as well, but if you are taking it as powder, try putting a big squeeze of fresh lemon juice and a bit of maple syrup, if you like, and most people find that totally acceptable, in, including children. So the NIH, you know, your famous... Uh, we care for you, pharmaceutical back to NIH in the States. They state that sulfur can remove uh, radioactive particles safely out of the body. So it's not just toxic metals, it can be radioactive materials as well. And the other thing, of course, for that is iodine. You know, and all the things we're going to be mentioning today, probably, they're all intimately linked. And you know, if you can financially afford it, it's worth trying them almost as a set because Yes, you might get a, a great result from just one thing, but because they're all interlinked, uh, when you take them all, then you get way superior results that might be, it might have taken you six months to get better uh, or six days, and now you're going to do it in a tenth of the time. It's really dramatic making sure that you try and get that synergy together you know, if, if you can, if, if you can afford it. I think it's important that people keep in mind like a lot of people might try back in the day, they had these vitamins they took from like a Walmart or something, which I don't recommend anymore. And they'd have four or five, and they'd take them all at the same time. And what I learned from you is quality matters, which is why I get things from you. Like your vitamin C is the best by far, but you got to watch how you're taking things. It's not a big deal. I mean, at worst, what I'm about to explain, you'd be zeroing out the effectiveness. But if you took a glass and put a whole bunch of iodine in it, it is shocking how few grains of vitamin C 
you could put in that glass and the color will just disappear instantly. So you know that you don't, you know, you've got to have an idea of how to take the things, which ones you can take together. And I think it's important because people are sometimes busy and working and that's how you don't do regularly what you should be, but you should have a plan. I can take these things together. I can wait 45 minutes or an hour. And I, you know, cause in the course of a day, the amount of supplements I take, it's tricky. And I was taking them wrong at first. Like I said, I was matching iodine with things that I shouldn't have been. But the chances are, even if you had been getting it wrong, that you wouldn't have completely lost the benefit. So if people had been getting it wrong all this time, uh, you know, it's not a total wipeout. I, I don't think it's. The no, I, I think you're right, Clive, because I had since I got out of the Marine Corps, I had gotten little cysts under sebaceous, you know, little fleshy little lumps under my skin. The iodine took care of that. And so even that I was doing it wrong for, I don't know, probably the better part of a year, the cysts were still going away. And that's one thing I would mention is because I, I think I have that right, right? It's the iodine that's really helping those cysts break up and leave the body. Exactly. Iodine and, you know, for it would happen faster with selenium as well, or eat Brazil nuts and get your selenium that way. Which I was doing both since I was doing, you know, I was just keeping the selenium away from the iodine and the vitamin C away from things. And I, I, it was funny when I spilled the iodine, my wife said, oh my God, you ruined that brand new t-shirt I just bought you. And I looked on the counter, there was your vitamin C. And I said, Hey, I have an idea. It's a, it's, you know, everybody knows how iodine stains. It's permanent. That vitamin C erased it immediately off the wooden counter, off my clothing. Um, so it goes to show you. Well, the good thing is it's not permanent. It might last a long time, but um, when it comes into contact with air, it evaporates. So uh, a, a stain might might stay for a bit, but hopefully may, may take a few days. It depends on what the surface is and how it sucked it in, but it, it may well completely recover eventually. So do you want to move on to bicarbonate, Clive? Uh, no, I, I, I'd like to stick with sulfur and glutathione. Okay, go ahead. It, it's such a big story, and people people need to know. I mean, but let's just tie it in with Alzheimer's and dementia. You know, what causes that? Well, uh, a lot of it is toxic metal poisoning, right? Seems to be, yeah. Yeah. So what would happen if you give people with dementia and Alzheimer's sulfur? Well, they might get happier. They might find, as many do, that their memory comes back, just like it does with, with iodine. That's why these things tend to all go together. But not only does it uh, bring the brain back onto line, because you know, what, what happens when, when you're low on a lot of these things, like sulfur, is uh, you can't stop calcium being released. And when calcium is released from the body, it's the wrong type. And that can cause, cause calcifications in the brain, for example. So, you know, plaques forming and stuff that stops their brains working properly. So if you can get rid of that, you can dissolve it, then they can get their memories back. And, you know, so many things like uh, the, the focus mushroom blend that regrow neural pathways, there are ways to get people back from the brink. I mean, it's super interesting as to what is actually showing now more and more to be possible, and there's now literature, you know, medically accepted literature uh, that it's working. You know, doctors uh, are waking up 
it's amazing, particularly to things like Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, you know, coconut oil as a, as a reversal method we've discussed before, but sulfur to make dra- dramatic changes. Oh, you know, autism, for instance, right? What's the problem with a lot of autistic children? Toxic metal poisoning. Well, what if you give them sulfur? You can get results there. It's um, important for car, you know, somebody, somebody's got joint problems. They're in pain. They've got cartilage problems. They're not making collagen properly. Or they're not getting enough collagen. The reason collagen is so important to make healthy muscles and cartilage and ligaments and stuff is it's a sulfur-based amino acid. You know, sulfur is so important and underlooked. You know, people who've got neuropathy, you know, let's say diabetic neuropathy, people got pins and needles, you know, in their feet, they can't feel their feet, something like that. You know, that's a basic vitamin B1 deficiency along with a sulfur deficiency, most likely. You want to repair the brain, you want to repair any part of the body. Sulfur you could look look on as a, a repair mechanism. You know, some things like mag- like uh, magnesium, for instance, as you've experienced yourself, you might experience a difference in one hour. And, uh, sulfur, I'd say, is slower, and you know you might choose to actually use it. Let's say even for six months. Don't expect an instant result. You might get very very fast results, but nevertheless, for some people, you know, using it over a longer period of time is is, is a good thing to do, particularly if you want to clear out the arteries. What form is your sulfur? Is it a liquid? Is it a powder? What is your sulfur form? It's a powder, and we also put it in capsules. So you need a bit of quantity of it, you know, to to be effective, as I've discussed. It breaks down the bad calciums like calcium carbonate. And that's useful if you uh, are worried about a stroke, right? One of the reasons people get strokes are buildups of calcium. Now, as we know, magnesium dissolves calcium and MSM helps make the body work well in relation to uh, calcium. So it's, you know, it, it, it's amazingly, amazingly powerful. And I, you know, really, it, most people should try it. Now, some people really notice it right away, you know, within a you know, first day, bam, they're feeling clearer, they've got more energy, whatever it might be. So a lot of people do feel it uh, early, but if you've got a, a problem that's taken years and years to build up, you know, like calcified arteries or something, it might take some months to fully get it back into order. So you mentioned uh, when you were talking about reversing the Alzheimer's, your focus blend, which is a mushroom blend, uh, which you sent me, and I was very keen on it. Let's talk about that for a minute. You provide it. It's little capsules that look like they just have like, uh, mushroom dust or something particles in them. You send, I think it's a 60 day supply. Let's talk about that for a minute, because what I noticed is really, that's a very good name. For, I do feel focused and I tend to take it regularly. I think your schedule is three days on, and then there's a period of time off. Let's talk about that for a minute. Well, sure. In the U S probably the most famous and most respected of all the mycologists, the mushroom experts is Paul Stamets. If, if anybody hasn't seen the TED talk called Six Ways Mushrooms Can Save the Planet, you know, he, he's grown mushrooms that eat oil slicks, right? And you can, with interedible mushroom, oyster mushrooms, he's, he's incredible. Anyway, there's a, sort of an, an English equivalent 
not not as esteemed, but I've been working with him. And he came back from Iraq with uh, appalling PTSD. You know, he was destroyed. He couldn't function properly. And one thing led to another eight years ago, and he realized that mushrooms might be the answer for him. So he became a mushroom expert and grows all these ones. And he, he believes at this point he's got a new strain and has talked to Paul Stamets about it. And he uses unusual things to make his mushrooms special, including frequency devices. So he is, he's been working eight years now, and obviously with others as well, to figure out what frequencies mushrooms like. And if it's a lion's mane mushroom, what is that like? If it's Ganoderma, what is that like? And so on. So he's found two specific mushroom strains. One's the St. George's, which he is, he thinks he's got a unique strain there. And the other one is lion's mane. Now for centuries, I suppose, lion's mane has been known for, for the brain. And it's now shown that it actually helps re your brain rebuild itself, you know, establish new neural networks, neural pathways. And it's incredible. So uh, we put that together with one or two cofactors, a little bit of niacin, which niacin sort of just fires it around the blood system, just vitamin B3. And most people are low on, low on vitamin B3, very important for happiness and all sorts of other things. Then we put in some monatomic elements, you know, monatomic gold and all that, and uh, a couple of other things. And you know, we often get positive responses when people try the products, but it's been off the charts with the Focus Blend. And it's pretty much everybody agreeing, yes, I suddenly feel focused. Somebody gave put in front of me a bit ago, um, several people. Uh, I started them on Monday, the 9th of September. Didn't notice anything until, the, no, started on Friday. Didn't feel anything until Monday. I feel pretty bloody amazing, to be honest. Fully focused, absolute clarity on what I was concentrating on at work. Feel positive uh, in every way. I'm on a three-day break now. Feel fine. Uh, I think there's a couple of others here. This is for the Focus Mushroom Blend. And I would, I would, my personal experience is that you feel a little bit of a boost in your energy, but you feel focused. And we should mention, Clive, that it's important that you follow the schedule. I think it's three days on, three or four days off. Yeah, uh, the other way around, four days on, three days off, and it's a six-week course. So here's, here's another one on it. I was on 40 milligrams of antidepressant citalopram, a blocker, uh, information started taking magnesium, iodine, selenium, uh, and that got me off the antidepressant tablets straight away. I must admit I was hesitant because I tried coming off them before, but always ended up an emotional wreck. So I started taking them again. Combination has been instant. I've just got another, another one here, which is just very interesting. This guy came off dialysis. Kidney function has gone from 40% to over 60%, uh, sorry, not coming off, going on. He was told he would have to go on as a dialysis, uh, but didn't need to. That was based on the focus blend? Because once, from no. what I understand, once you go on dialysis, that's that. You're, you're doing that till you die. Uh, no, it, well, it wasn't the focus blend. And I'm just try, trying to find, the printer has cut it in half. Uh, I, can't find, I can't find the last part to it. 
But it would have been the simple things that we're going to be talking about today and have talked about in the past, because really, when it comes down to it, there are about 10 or so basic supplements that some people may be desperately low on. And you know, just because I'm recommending maybe 10 doesn't mean you have to take all 10, but most people are low on at least half a dozen, including myself, you know. Well, magnesium almost for sure, because it doesn't show up in our food supply. And, you know, we've told the story so many times, the cancer rate was rising in the world, except in a place like Egypt or something like that. And a researcher went at it. And then he realized that people that left Egypt had the same cancer rate once they had left Egypt. Long story short, they tried to zero it back to the fact that there was still the, the element was in the dirt still in the farming. So the magnesium was available in the food supply there, where in most of the world it had been diminished. Now, of all the things that I've taken, magnesium has by far been the most effective. It has helped me uh, with my hands that were locking up. I was getting what they call trigger figure. I would get rough or bubbly spots on my knuckles or on the inside of my thumb. All that stopped immediately. Uh, The trigger finger within an hour was better of taking magnesium. And the side effect is you clean out every day. You don't get constipated. You'll go once or twice a day, maybe more if it, depending on who you are. But I take eight to 12 of those every single day of my life, Clive. And I notice if I forget sometimes or I back off, I know right away because the rough spot will come on the inside of my thumb. For some reason, I eat up magnesium. Well, you're probably busy. And while you may be brilliant at dealing with stress, you know, your body deals with stress or helps you do it, so to speak, by utilizing your magnesium reserves. So, you know, if you're calmer than you used to be, for instance, or somebody hearing this isn't calm would like to be, magnesium just might be the simple thing and with a whole host of other benefits on the side. Yeah, there's never, never going to be time goes by that I'm, I mean, you know what I get from you, those huge tubs of magnesium. I have a few of them stashed away and, you know, I go through it. And by the way, my wife's doing it too. So we really go through the magnesium and it's not the same. Let's make the point. You go to CVS and you see what they're calling magnesium. First of all, we learned it might be an unhelpful. There's so many forms of magnesium, citrate, this one, that one. But the other thing is the doses are typically low and then they're in this big fat plasticky rubbery, you know, casing. So to get the right dose, you'd be sucking down. I don't know how much of that rubbery, plasticky stuff. Point is, is it's not the same. The stuff that you're providing is such a higher quality, Clive, than you'll get at the store that I've found. Yeah, I, unfortunately, a lot of the suppliers and the supermarkets just don't care about the quality. It's all about the money. You know, it's, it's just as simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and and the fact that they don't really care whether you get better or not. They're just trying to make a sale. Well, exactly. And they don't want you to get better because, you know, a customer cured is a customer lost. So, and then you'll try the natural stuff. Oh, that didn't work because it was crap quality. And then you go to the doctor and say, cut bits of me off. Well, they're starting, you know, I'm getting emails from places like homeopathy.org where they're claiming the Senate in this country or the one of the, the legislative places is trying to put the attack on homeopathy which was protected in an act. And so you see the mindset of the mainstream with regard to homeopathy. And look at me. I was to a point where I thought, yeah, I go into a store, I buy these vitamins or these supplements and I'm making expensive pee. Well, the reason is it's not quality. It's not made by a place that actually truly gives a damn about you, I would add. 
Well, and uh, the Queen of England, the late Queen, uh, she not only recommended and used homeopathy for the whole family, but her racehorses, again, were only uh, treated homeopathically. There it is. In this country, apparently, they're, they're zeroing up to try to undo the permanent protections put in place. And I'm guessing it was something like 1924. It was the law was put into what's called an act in this country. And now apparently they're trying to make a run on homeopathy. The reason I'm pointing this, I do have a Twitter. You can go into my Twitter feed and you can voice and send one of those auto letters to the jackasses saying, Hey, if we don't do things to stand up for like homeopathy, I can't imagine a world without homeopathy. I probably would not be in front of this microphone had I not met people like Clive and Fortune to St. Germain. I mean, I'm not even kidding. I would have been looking like Michael J. Fox right now. I'm not kidding. And that's homeopathy and good supplements that put me back on the straight and narrow after a whole lifetime of doing a lot of things that I shouldn't have done. But just to make the point, these are important shows. Why we had Clive on so many times. But anyhow, where the heck were we before I started flapping my jaw? Well, I'd like to get move into glutathione. Okay. Now, I know people who've gone for intravenous glutathione drips. And I've known people who've been basically poisoned and within one session felt remarkably better. So there are ways to get glutathione as a supplement, but I don't recommend it unless it's necessary for a very short time. So the the issue is if you take a glutathione supplement, then your body might decide to downregulate your own glutathione production. So what you want to do is to make sure that you're eating the right foods to make glutathione. And you know, if necessary, you might choose to take supplements which would, which would always be amino acids primarily. How do we make glutathione in the liver? We make it through amino acids. So there are some amino acids that only come from animal products like taurine. And uh, for healthy eyes, taurine is a good thing. Uh, but you can supplement. Uh, but there are three amino acids that make, make up, allow your body to make glutathione. And those are cysteine, glycine, and glutamate. Now, the best type of cysteine is NAC, N-acetylcysteine. And this was the stuff they did try to ban at one point a couple of years back because people were making a bold claim that it cured that whatever that disease was called that we had going around for two or three years. Um, so people were talking about that. And so it pretty it got taken off the market uh, for a while, but now it's back on again. But they, they're trying to take it back off again. Is that because it actually works? <laughs> yes, of course. And so those three amino acids are what the body uses to uh, make glutathione, but you've got to have a healthy liver to do it. So if somebody's got a fatty liver or they know they've got liver problems, maybe they're older and they've got brown spots on their skin, your age spots, liver spots, which selenium will fix by fixing the liver. Selenium is amazing. Um, uh, you want to clean your liver out. And again, selenium and sulfur and everything we talk about are incredibly good for that. So what, what does glutathione do? Well, there are what, 100,000 chemicals in the world that aren't natural going around in the environment. So uh, it helps neutralize all those because it makes the liver, you know, it's made in the liver. And the liver is the detox organ. You know, 
the more ill somebody is, the more they're going to be low on their glutathione. And I was doing some research, and it turned out that by 2007, there were already over 76,000 medical articles written about glutathione. But who, who talks about it? Who knows that just three amino acids are all you need uh, technically to make it? And there are some other components to it because some people's genes are switched off to have a healthy, whatever it might be. And there are all, what we're really looking for is if somebody's got a genetic, they've been told they've got a genetic issue, all you're looking for is the switch, the gene switch to switch that gene the other way around from not functioning well to functioning well. You know, the doctors still believe that you can't do that, that your genes determine your fate and that's what you're born with tough. But of course, they're wrong. You can change your diet, add, add nutrients, take away toxins, and your gene expression can change. So I could talk a little bit more uh, about selenium uh, and glutathione. Uh, if you want peak strength, peak energy, peak mental alertness, if you uh, want to slow down aging and get you know, recovery and resilient, if you want to turn fat into muscle, then glutathione is what you need more of. And so we've put together a glutathione booster. So it contains no glutathione, but it contains the, these elements and, and one or two others. Just something simple like black pepper in this blend makes it work, work lots better. And so we put a couple of th uh, other things in just uh, to get to get that, that that balance right to make it as effective as uh, as we possibly can. Is it a capsule, Clive? And what is it called? You provide this, right? Yeah, it's at the moment we've called it glutathione booster, but I might try and think of a cleverer name than that. Right, and it's a it's a capsule. It's uh, capsules and. The sort of thing, I mean, let me just, just briefly go through each of those ingredients. I mean, N-acetylcysteine, what, what it's that is good for is anything lung-related, like asthma. As we mentioned, it's good for the liver. Um, it's what they give you. If somebody's rushed into hospital with Tylenol, Tylenol poisoning, N-acetylcysteine or cysteine is what they give you to stop, to stop kidney damage because uh, it protects cells from toxins then that that that's probably uh the the best thing to uh, the most i can say about glutathione without going into too too much detail but the more toxic you are the more glutathione uh, you could benefit from so the idea is you have a blend that is not glutathione but it's the proper ingredients to help your body produce glutathione exactly exactly so anybody who's eating the wrong type of food let's say People are getting MSG, monosodium glutamate, uh, which is a neurotoxin. It creates an inflamed brain. So um, glutathione will just deal uh, deal with that by by putting in uh, glutamine. Then uh, let's say somebody is in a house with mold. This is where people need to be very very careful. You know, black mold, the nasty stuff. You don't want to clean it off because if you rub it off 
spores get into the air, that's the worst thing. You want to spray it with strong hydrogen peroxide or spray it with bleach. Tea tree oil is perfect for that. Yeah. Tea tree oil kills on contact. Exactly. So, so that's perfect. But if people have been in a building where they've been breathing in that mold, that mold inhibits glutathione. That's why a lot of people get ill with mold because it's knocked out their glutathione, which is this you know, immense immune system uh, supporter. And um, if you have too little uh, glutathione, just like we were explaining earlier with uh, sulfur, um, it increases the sulfur, uh, the calcium release. So you know, people are having problems thinking, for example, when that happens. Now, glutathione is also the remedy for a lot of people with EMF sensitivity. You know, if you're one of these people who've got huge EMF sensitivities, you can assume that you're low on glutathione production, right? And we're certainly low on magnesium as well. There'll be other factors, but this is big for, for EMF sensitivity people. So let me cut in here, Clive. We're coming up on the top of the hour. Um, can you please tell folks where they can find you? By the way, by the time this goes live, all the sponsored links, which you get you discounts or hooked into the products we are know are worthwhile, will be on its own little page. Clive is the top left-hand corner, I think. Uh, it says Clive DeCarl. He has discounts that go on and off. Usually by the time we do this, there will be one. Tell them where they can find you and your outstanding products, Clive. Well, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a link uh, right there uh, on this this page. Yes. But uh, my, my site is clivedecarl.com. And then I have a secondary site called secrethealthclub.com, which I'm very, very pleased with as a, a body of information that is uh, not only inspiring and interesting and a good base of health knowledge, but it also make you laugh as well. People have no idea how censored homeopathy and supplement purveyors have been, particularly in the UK and Canada. You've got to be very careful. So that's what the Secret Health Club is to fly under radar because it's more of a club and therefore less attackable. Anyhow, that brings our one of 465 to a close we're going to come back. We're going to talk about a lot of things I want to get into. Methylene blue, which I was exposed to, but didn't know what to do with it when my mother had Alzheimer's, reversing menopause, the bicarbonate he offers, how to prevent baldness. There's one that ought to be popular uh, and so much more. That's what we'll be covering or part of what we'll be covering in hour two. With that, the first hour is free to everybody at crow777radio.com, C-R-R-O-W-777 radio.com. Members know to log in for the full two or two plus hour episode. And everybody who's a member gets the movie Shoot the Moon for free, which is a full featured two hour film covering all my telescopic work. There's all that. And I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Hope to see you on the other side. Cheers.
is the enemy of knowing.